Hello and welcome to Student Centricity, Trellis Company's podcast for higher ed professionals. I'm your host, Nick Nielsen. Today, I'm joined by Marisol Garza, an institutional support consultant at Trellis Company. At the time of this recording, it's Hispanic Heritage Month. So, for our discussion, Marisol and I will be covering a few key insights concerning Latino student success, as well as best practices for supporting this critically important college student demographic. Marisol, thank you for joining me today. Hi, Nick. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to share a little bit about myself and discuss how we can support Latino students through their educational journey. I'm a storyteller, and typically I would you know, tell you a whole story about my background, but I will keep it brief. First, I am an institutional support consultant for Trellis. And in this role, I primarily work with minority serving institutions to develop strategies that maximize student support and facilitate college completion. And we use a number of avenues to do that, whether it's outreach, consulting, training, webinars, implementing support programs, We provide kind of wraparound support for the institutions to increase how they actually provide support for their students. I am a first-generation Latina student, and I'm a proud community college graduate. I've spent nearly 20 years working in community colleges in various facets of student services. I also recently earned a PhD in higher education leadership from UT, and I like to highlight that because I think it's important for community college students to know and specifically Latino students to know that education is attainable. And no matter where you start, you can get to where you want to go. Can you tell us a little more about your research regarding Latino student success? So my work and research is informed by my own lived experience as a first-generation Latina college student. And it really focuses on Latino community college student success and examines institutional policies, processes, and practices through an equity and social justice lens. Specifically, my area of specialization is in academic advising, student services, and community college to university transfer. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your background in higher education and uh, some of your work and experience with Latino students. So I want to start our conversation with the start of the college experience with enrollment. So enrollment rates overall have been dropping for some time, but the enrollment rate for Latino students is actually increasing and has been for decades. Could you maybe explain why that might be? Sure. What I think is there's a very natural answer to that question, which is there's an exploding Latino population in the United States, specifically in states like Texas. So it's going to be natural that we see an increase of more enrollment as the population grows. Beyond that, though, I think it's important to understand that Latino and students of color in general are communities that have high aspirations, and they really do want to realize that dream of social mobility and personal advancement that higher education offers. So Latino students really do want better for themselves and see education as an avenue to accomplish that advancement for themselves and their family. We talk in education about generational change, and many Latino students are from impoverished communities. They have low socioeconomic backgrounds, 
and they really want to create that change for themselves and their community. And education is a way for them to do that. I see those as really two reasons for the growth in Latino student enrollment. And that's certainly a positive thing. And I think that education is the perfect avenue for these students to reach greater opportunities and things like that. Now, at the same time, while enrollment rates for Latino students are increasing, graduation rates for Latino students lag behind those of their white peers. What might be some contributing factors to this discrepancy between increasing enrollment rates and stagnated graduation rates? That is a great question, and it is a very complex one to answer. Education in general, higher education in general, has really been focused on getting students through the door. So we've had conversations for years about improving access to education for minoritized populations, for Latino students, for Black students. And there's really been a push to make that accessible to those communities and spread the word about the power of education and getting those students through the door. What hasn't happened is that there really hasn't been a level of support for those students built in to higher education. So higher education as an institution, as a landscape, has really been structured around this idea of a traditional student. Your you know, 18-year-old student that graduates high school and starts college at a four-year university, they pick their major, attend four to five years, and then they're done. They get a degree and they're out. What we see among Latino students specifically is that they meet a different profile. And we kind of look at this as something of a post-traditional student. I really don't like to call them non-traditional students because they really are changing the landscape in what a student looks like. So we refer to them as post-traditional. And this means that Latino students are more likely to begin at a community college than they are at a university. They're more likely to delay enrollment after high school for whatever reason. It could be helping family. It could be working to save up money. A lot of our research tells us that Latino students don't want to take out student loans, and they do take time to work so they can save up money to start college. They're also more likely to attend part-time, to work, and to contribute to or support family. Colleges really just have not been designed to serve this population in that way. We've asked students to attend orientation in the middle of the day when perhaps they're working. You know, we've asked students to be successful. You have to take 15 hours. And that's just not a reality for the Latino students that we're serving. And we've also focused a lot on the university when the reality of it is that the community college has been an institution of choice for Latino students. So I don't want to get the message across that Latino students don't have another choice but to go to community college. They absolutely have a choice. In a lot of my research, I've come across students who were accepted to very prestigious institutions and made the decision to enroll at a community college to save money, to be close to family. And on that note, understanding Latino students' experiences is critically important. Understanding their values is critically important. Higher education has kind of framed Latino students from a deficit perspective. 
in that their ties to family impede their ability to go to school. And that's really not the case. While it adds to their responsibilities, there's also a richness involved in having that relationship with family. And institutions don't necessarily support that. Instead, they kind of push away from that. And there's a lot of student development theories that are implemented in colleges that really push students to kind of separate from family. And conversely, research shows that Latino students are more successful when they have the support of their family because they are a community-driven population. Institutions haven't really responded to that in a culturally kind of responsive way, in a, a manner of being aware of what strengths Latino students bring with them. And so I think that's something that's really been missing in helping them successfully navigate the college process. Also, a lot of Latino students are first generation. They may not necessarily have the college knowledge to navigate through the Byzantine process of higher education. And those supports haven't been there to help students with that. Things like peer mentorship or a more robust wraparound process. Latinos are also very relationship-centered communities, right? And so like in my research, for example, in academic advising, what I've learned is that Latino students respond more when they have one specific advisor assigned to them that they can build a relationship with, that can help them navigate the process, that they can also form kind of a, an interpersonal bond. One of the research studies I conducted, Latino students referred to their advisor as a big sister, a second mom, a friend. And these are the type of relationships that haven't really been nurtured, that really do promote Latino student success. And we just haven't really seen that in higher ed. And also kind of a holistic approach to really looking at students' needs from a broad perspective, looking at what their financial needs are, what are their family needs, what are their interpersonal needs. To really sum it up and to try to answer this complex question in a simple way is that we need to do a better job of understanding Latino students' lived experiences and what their needs are so that we can implement support strategies that help them be successful. So it's no longer good enough to just get them through the door. We have to help them be successful. I'm very glad that you ended on that note because, I mean, I think that is a really good summation of what is going on with Latino students in higher education right now. The Latino population is the fastest growing demographic in the nation. And this mismatch in how institutions attempt to meet the needs of Latino students is very important. And it's something that's going to need to be addressed in years to come. And you mentioned the ways that Latino students are changing the higher ed landscape with the choices that they make for their education to save money, to keep family at the center of the things that they do, to value the relationships, the interpersonal relationships that they have with their advisors. Keeping all this in mind, what does this mean for higher education? And I'm really glad you brought that up because they are the fastest growing demographic. But yeah, on a broad scale for higher education, it means that we need to respond 
And I say that because it's important for us to understand that the Latino population is growing. And that means that they are also becoming a bigger segment in the workforce, which means that there are higher training needs. You can look at it from different ways. You can look at it just from what does higher ed need to do to kind of get these students to get an education and get a credential. But you can also look at it from a perspective of a growing economy. You have this growing population that's going to contribute to the tax base that has so many things to offer as a citizenry, as a populace. And we need to respond to their needs as students and as members of our community. Institutions really need to be responsive to what their training needs to ensure that we are helping Latino students gain valuable skills that help them attain high paying jobs. I think a very disappointing statistic is that Latino students are often routed into careers that have low returns that don't pay high wages. So it's important for higher education to understand that we need Latinos in all segments of the workforce. And we need to be cautious to not steer students inadvertently or overtly into low paying careers and really work to understand where their needs are and how we can really maximize their return on investment and make it more likely that they realize the potential for social mobility. Absolutely. You've talked about the broad response that higher ed needs to have going forward to improve outcomes for Latino students. But in your travels, what is the work that you've seen already being done to improve outcomes for Latino students in higher education? Good question. You have a lot of good questions today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to say this. And I'm going to say it cautiously because there really are two sides to my answer. And first and foremost, it's the idea of equity and adopting this equity-minded approach and understanding that systemically there are populations of students who have not been given the support to develop the skills necessary to navigate higher education. And in adopting an equity-minded approach, we recognize that there has been a systemic kind of oppression, for lack of a better word, in meeting students' needs. And more and more colleges are recognizing that. They're recognizing that there is an equity gap and there's opportunity gaps among the different populations that they serve. And I say that this is really two-sided because I want to caution around the word equity and equity-mindedness because it goes beyond, again, just the idea of diversity, like showing that we have X number of Latino students or that we are serving and enrolling this X number of Latino students. Equity is not just about numbers. It is about really understanding that there are fundamental differences in resources that have been provided to Latino students and fundamental differences in how we need to address those needs. And really, it's about leveling the playing field 
And so I do see that colleges are adopting a more equity-minded approach. I just caution that when colleges do that, it be more than good service in a way to say, yeah, we are equity-minded, but then they don't really address how they're going to meet the needs of Latino students. And I will definitely talk a little more about that later after I kind of get through this response to your question. There's also different colleges that are implementing programs specifically designed to serve Latino students. For example, Ascender or Puente. These are culturally responsive programs that are geared towards amplifying the idea of family and providing wraparound support for students, for Latino students specifically, and creating a community for these students to give them tools to be successful. And they create this through really nurturing those relationships that we talked about earlier. They have an assigned advisor. They have a student organization that belongs to part of this program. All of the faculty that teach in this program and the advisors use culturally responsive methods, and they all collaborate. In some of my research with these programs, I've had Latino students really refer to this as a family. And so those culturally affirming type of programs are critical for Latino student success. However, I think it needs to go beyond that and change needs to be more systemic. So an organization called Excelencia in Education is all about Latino student success. They are a tremendous educational partner for us. And every year they scout the United States and identify examples of promising practices. Um, they call them examples of excelencia. And these are really programs at different colleges and universities that are designed to meet the needs of Latino students. On a more systemic level, we see colleges like Amarillo College, for example, creating what they call a culture of care. And that idea of care is really underscored by understanding individual students' needs and implementing responsive programs to meet those needs. For example, they provide access to child care, transportation vouchers. They have an emergency student fund if a student finds themselves with housing difficulties or paying rent or an emergency comes up. So they've really taken a look at their student population and what their needs are and created this culture of care to respond to those needs. A systemic change like that at an institution is very important to serve Latino students because it really puts them at the center. So we're starting to see colleges and universities make a shift in that direction. It just hasn't quite become as broad and systemic as I believe it needs to be. Well, if I'm asking good questions and you're giving twice as good of answers, because I could listen to you talk about this for three more hours, but I want to leave our discussion on an actionable note and keep it succinct. You mentioned that there are organizations that are meeting sort of these broad needs that higher ed needs to address for Latino students, but is there anything at sort of the practitioner level, are there any concrete steps, just the first concrete step that higher ed practitioners can take to improving Latino student success on their campuses? Absolutely. And Nick, really, I could talk about this for hours, but I'm going to try to keep it short because I know I'm long-winded. Commitment. Number one is commitment. 
commit to serving Latino students unapologetically. That is the number one. And you can demonstrate commitment by embracing an equity-minded approach that really puts students at the center. And one of the ways in which they do that is by disaggregating data by race and ethnicity and going beyond enrollment numbers to really look and understand students' experiences. So commitment through the disaggregation of data. Two, establishing concrete, strategic, and measurable goals that are designed to serve Latino students specifically. And I mentioned this earlier, you know, when we see the word equity, sometimes this falls under a broad umbrella of serving diverse students or broad diversity goals and are not specific enough to assess the impact for Latino students. So part of that commitment is really designing metrics to assess and understand how Latino students are being served. And as my friends over at Excelencia in Education like to say, serving Latino students really serves all students because what universities and colleges are doing in this work is not taking away services from other students to serve Latino students, but they're thinking more strategically about how they're serving students. So it really does benefit all students. And finally, demonstrating commitment through just designating resources which includes dedicated staff members to analyzing and understanding and coming up with ways to advance Latino student success. Well, on that note, Marisol, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your insights on Latino student success. I think that higher ed practitioners listening out there can really take a lot from the discussion today. Thank you, Nick. I really want to thank you for allowing me to share my story and my voice. It's critical for the Latino community that our stories are heard. So thank you. Thanks for listening to Student Centricity. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Student Centricity is produced by Trellis Company, a nonprofit 501c3 corporation with the dual mission of helping student borrowers successfully repay their education loans and promoting access and success in higher education. 